0: Hi there and welcome to Abroad With Care, the 10-minute podcast that makes health easy for expats in Asia. My name is Andrea and every day I help expats make the most of their life abroad. With this podcast you will finally get the practical answers you need on budgets, hospitals, maternity and many more topics. Twice a month leading experts will share advice and tips to help you protect yourself and your family. This podcast is created in partnership with April International, a leading insurance services group supporting expats when it matters. As expats, we have seen our relationships be dramatically affected by the COVID pandemic. It's become highly challenging not only to maintain close relationships with our loved ones that live far away, but also managing changes in our relationships at home. So how can we overcome these challenges? Today, I'm excited to welcome Jill Carroll psychotherapist from Central Minds in Hong Kong. As a relationship therapist, and also as an expat, Jill shares with us advice to address these issues more effectively. But first, let's listen to Sarah's story. Sarah moved from France to Hong Kong four years ago, and she hasn't been able to travel back home to see her family and friends since the beginning of the pandemic.
1: As many expats, of course, have been uh, impacted by the all the COVID situation, uh, It's been, of course, like complicated because uh, what we used to take for granted, such as crossing the border to go to China to see some friends or to to work or uh, go back to see our family like twice a year, it's been completely like stopped. You know, you have uh, the fear of the virus, of course. uh, The fact that we have a lot of uncertainty at the moment. On my side, like for example, my two parents got uh, COVID uh, in France. So yeah, definitely it's been complicated. I remember like... Uh, back in December 2020, at some point, I was I was really feeling I wanted to go back, like uh, travel back in France, but we couldn't because of the three weeks quarantine back in Hong Kong. And at that certain period of time, I remember like I'm actually really stuck in Hong Kong and uh, this is something I haven't been experiencing before. But definitely, uh, the, I think the, the main thing is to put things in perspective uh, and uh, hoping for like better days uh, and also take this time. Uh, to think about like your situation before the COVID uh, things that you actually were doing that you would like to stop doing or start doing and think about your overall situation on my side, for example I, I took some time at last uh, last year uh, December 2020 to think about my professional career I decided to take on a new opportunity at uh, beginning of 2021 so I started a new job uh, three months ago
0: I'm sure that Sarah's story resonates with so many of you. Hi, Jill. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Thank you for joining us today and providing insight into ways in which expats can overcome challenges when it comes to long distance or at-home relationships. So with the pandemic, it's become increasingly difficult for expats to manage long distance relationships with family, friends and even partners. In what ways has the pandemic affected our relationships with the people we love and who live far away?
2: Oh, good question, Andrea. Uh, it's actually, there's been a variety of responses to the, to the impact of the COVID pandemic that I've seen um, from people that I know. Um, and these have really ranged from people expressing feelings of helplessness, isolation, you know, a lack of control, so leading to feeling powerless um, because they've been able to, unable to travel to see loved ones. And some have actually experienced feelings of grief, loss of relationships and familiarity. But interestingly, while some have felt physically disconnected from their families, uh, they've become more connected through different forms of communication. So I know it doesn't replace seeing people in person, but they've been talking about building stronger connections. And one person said that they haven't spoken to their family so much since the pandemic started. And, you know, people have said, gosh, I really took my family for granted because I knew that I could just jump on a flight at any time. And then suddenly that choice is taken away. And so they've had to really think about how they prioritise staying in touch with their, their families abroad. And then on the other side of that, people have said that since they can't travel, they felt less pressure, less family responsibilities. And some people have actually expressed feelings of guilt because, for example, here in Hong Kong, we didn't have a complete lockdown like the UK. So they felt guilty at being able to say they'd gone out to eat or they'd done a particular activity So they started to almost not share with their family because they felt guilty. And that drove a disconnection. So there's been really different experiences.
0: So we've spoken about managing relationships with those that live far away and how those may have shifted with the pandemic. But the pandemic has also shifted relationship structures with the people we live with at home. Mm -hmm. Could you explain why?
2: I mean, again, a variety of responses, though, which I always find fascinating. People have traveled a lot for business. So a lot of the relationships, people getting together, but the partner's away a couple of weeks during the month. Now, all of a sudden, all the travel stopped at home all the time and even working at home. And suddenly, people have just felt quite claustrophobic and had to readjust the relationship. Others have expressed like gratitude at, wow, I don't have to travel. I'm getting to know my children. I'm bonding with them more, spending more time with my family. And then we've got the, the partners that are feeling quite frustrated by their partner's continued presence in the home and coupled with working from home. So what's happened is the work-life balance has also been impacted.
0: Another consequence of the pandemic for expats in Singapore and Hong Kong is that many people haven't taken their annual leave. What can the impact of this be?
2: So what's happened is they haven't had a break and they're really tired and companies yet still want employees to take their annual leave. So people are exhausted, stressed, small things become massive. um, And they're saying, you know, I'm going to take time off, but I'm already spending all my time with my family. What am I supposed to do? As I really think it's a mind shift. Okay, you're going to take time off. So how are you going to resource yourself? What are you going to do with this time now? And I think learning to resource ourselves without having to travel is a new way that people are learning, um, because we can't pour from an empty cup, Andrea.
0: Yeah, you've raised some very interesting points. Um, On that note, what advice and tips could you share to help overcome these challenges?
2: Quite a few things that uh, people have found is that this um, pandemic has just forced them to slow down. And so what they've realised is that they were really busy. So if you do find yourself being really busy as a way of distraction or because you're working extra hard, just think about whether you actually need to, to take some time off, take that annual leave that, that has accrued before you lose it. I don't take up a new sport, take up a new activity, find different ways to stimulate yourself, um, manage your sleep routine in a more resourceful way so that you can deal with the challenges better. Here in Hong Kong, we've had restrictions, but we haven't had lockdown. So uh, look for new events, new social groups to feel connected to other people. If you can't feel connected to your family um, reevaluate your priorities who do you want to call and make contact with uh, you can practice gratitude like what is it that you do have that you appreciate because if we're always looking at the things that are bringing us down that's the only things we focus on
0: yes taking time for oneself to explore new activities or even to find a new job as Sarah did so you also talked about how our relationships at home have been impacted or even damaged by the pandemic what's your advice to overcome this
2: I think what's important, again, I always think communication is so important. Check in with one another. How are you? How are you doing? How was your day? Even if you worked from home, is there anything you need from me? You know, and if you have to have a difficult conversation, try to approach it with kindness and compassion rather than judgment and criticism, knowing that we need to resource ourselves in different ways. So some people like to just be on their own and then they really resource themselves and so if you're with your partner and you say, I just want to take myself off to another room, it's not a rejection. It's just you need that time to resource yourself. Whereas other people love being surrounded by others and they get their energy there. It's negotiating this.
0: And how can we better keep in touch with our family and friends in other countries?
2: Well, it can be a quick WhatsApp message. It can be a long email. It can be a Zoom chat. It can say, hey, I'm just about to make a cup of tea if the time zones are right, why don't you make one and let's have a chat. I've heard people that they, you know, you can get apps like Scrabble apps or quizzes, and they've linked in with family members around the world. And then, you know, one will wake up and do a Scrabble word. And then when the other one wakes up, they do a Scrabble word. And it's just a way of connecting with each other.
0: What about taking care of ourselves? You mentioned that many people feel more anxious. What can we do when facing this situation?
2: check in with yourself. And if you're feeling stressed, just think about whether you need anything from a partner in that moment. Think about any negative thoughts that you're having, check them out with evidence. If you need things from people, just ask because people aren't mind readers. The other thing is limit your time on social media. I think that if we're scrolling endlessly through Twitter, ask yourself what it is that you're doing. What are you looking for? What are you distracting yourself from? Getting out, exercise is always really important. It helps our mental health, our well-being. There are apps that are available. Calm, Headspace, 10% Happier is a good one. Mood Fit, podcasts like 10% Happier as well. Great stuff on YouTube, uh, a progressive muscle relaxation, guided imagery, all ways to kind of regulate your nervous system.
0: Mm, those are some great podcasts and apps that you can use at home and in your own time. I think one of the great points that you've mentioned is really the communication, learn to communicate effectively with your family or your partners, whether you live with them or whether they're abroad, Um, you need to learn to talk about your wants and your needs. And I suppose now it's more important than ever to really find these ways to keep or build on the connections with your friends, your family, and even your partners. Thanks, Jill. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us today.
2: Oh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you for listening
0: to Abroad With Care. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any health-related topics. Your friends may have the same questions as you, and you can help them out by sharing this episode with them. Do you want to know more regarding health insurance? April International is here for you. Find out more information at asia.april-international.com.